Greetings. Today's Advent devotion from First Baptist Athens is offered by Steve Barton. His devotion is based on the story from Luke 1, 39-45, which tells of Mary's visit to her cousin Elizabeth. Alan Hester provides the music to begin our devotion, which is followed by the reading of the scripture from the contemporary English version. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. This passage in Luke is absolutely replete with interruptions in the natural order of things as they occur on earth. Number one, the priest Zechariah lost his ability to speak when he doubted the angel Gabriel's message to Elizabeth about her pregnancy. And his speech returned when Elizabeth named the baby John, who would then become known as John the Baptist. Zechariah and Elizabeth were old, very advanced in age. The Mandaean accounts have Zechariah at age 99 and Elizabeth at 88, not exactly birthing ages. Mary, who would deliver the Son of God, fathered by the Holy Spirit immaculately, is at the scene. The unborn six-month-old baby in Elizabeth's wombs recognizes the voice of the mother of Jesus and leaped in Elizabeth's womb for joy. Wow. I've always had an easier time believing biblical miracles than watching Oral Roberts or Ernest Angley heal people on TV. And to say that I have been skeptical at a minimum would be an understatement. But 
When I was 29, my saintly grandmother, Fanny Copeland, called and said she had lemon-sized cancerous tumors in both breasts and in a number of lymph nodes. She was scheduled for a radical mastectomy, and she asked me to contact friends in three churches to pray for her at 11 a.m. on Thursday, as she had four other churches doing the same thing. She said, God will heal me. I have work to do with some of our, in our family who need Jesus, and I am the one to lead them there. The surgeon operated on Thursday and found nothing. He was distraught. He matched the tissue with the biopsy and showed all of us that there was absolutely no error. When Mama woke up, she grabbed the hand while she was laying on her back and comforted the distressed surgeon and told him she would explain all this to him that had happened when her head was clear. John Sandifer was a friend and a client. I was his financial advisor for decades in New Iberia, Louisiana. He was a pastor, a builder, a giver, and a man of God. He built schools and churches for free in poor parishes. One of his workers brought his seven-year-old son with a club foot to the working site one day and asked, Mr. John, can you help heal my son? He said, well, let's ask the good Lord about it. John anointed his foot with oil, and he rubbed it vigorously, and he prayed for 45 minutes. And the boy screamed that his foot was on fire, but it was now straight. And John made sure to explain to the boy and to his dad that it was not he who had healed him, but it was the power of God through the Holy Spirit. There was another instance down there that was almost beyond belief for me. He was pouring concrete, a concrete foundation for a church and a Christian school that he was giving away. He was alerted by a storm coming off of the Gulf uh, with lots of rain in it, and he had just poured $400,000 worth of concrete as a base for all of these buildings. He got in the back of his pickup truck, and he prayed aloud with his arms pointed toward heaven, and he asked God to move the storm away from the $400,000 of worth of concrete that was just poured. He said, Lord, you know my heart, and you know I've done this. The storm came, but it came on both sides of the construction and not on the concrete. Miracles are easier for me to believe than perhaps other people because of these experiences. I have prayed for divine inter intervention many times without success, and other times healing has come. So I don't know what separates these results, only that what happens is God's will helped by the many prayers of his children. So I would suggest that perhaps in this turbulent world, and with all the issues that we face, that we still believe in miracles. They still happen. Pray without ceasing. Pray in Jesus' name and tell him of your faith in him to act and then believe and expect. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Rejoice, rejoice. Come to the old.